What's up, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, and today we have a full house of guests. Uh, we have Jack. I'm not a guest, but hello. <laughs> and we have Mr. Edwin Sibby and Kieran Morgan returning. Uh, they were on our Jeopardy hosts. Yeah, nice to be back. What's up, guys? Yeah, so they were on two or three episodes ago, right, Jack? Yeah, my victory. Yeah, I think people want a rematch. Of, not a rematch. They just want me to. They want someone to challenge me. We need. We always need some time, like some layoff time from our previous Jeopardy episodes. We can't just do like some in the same month or anything like that. I think I'm scared. I'm not scared. You barely squeaked out a win. Dion Branch should have been mine. Uh, Sibby and Jack are playing each other in Dynasty this week. Let's talk about that for 30 seconds. Uh, I, Sibby's probably going to win. Jack no, has not... a major injury with uh, DeAndre Swift being out. Yeah. So that's rough. Ooh, he's out. Yeah. I got to change him in my other league. <laughs> yeah, he's got a concussion. Um, I have Joe Mixon out, but uh, I don't think it's too big of a blow, so I'll be all right. Yeah, you survived thus far without Joe Mixon, so I think yeah, you could be okay. My main injury is George Kittle that I am scared for. It's gonna it's gonna hurt me in the end. I I'm, I yeah, needed we'll that see. man. He's a monster. Love Kittle. So anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about uh, football. We're actually gonna talk about the NBA draft that happened three days ago. By the time you're hearing this, probably four or five. So it was on Wednesday nights, and Anthony Edwards was the first pick in the draft. Uh, to be honest, I was less hyped for this draft than the previous years. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, this draft was just, like, universally accepted as just not good. I don't know. No, there's there's no uh, player that you look at and go, he's going to be a bona fide star. No one knows how anybody's going to turn out in this year's draft. Yeah. I like some of the guys, you know. No, I do. I do, I do like some, but just like it's so thin, just like not like most years, like last year. I feel like this draft reminded me of um, when the Sixers started the process and the top pick was that was Anthony Bennett, Anthony Bennett and then Oladipo and Michael Carter Williams. Like I honestly think this draft could, it might be that bad. Hope maybe not, but please no. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because I. I knew a lot of the players. I followed college basketball so closely uh, in the 2019-2020 season. So I know a lot of these guys, especially well into the second round, but I guess it just, like Kieran just said, lacked that complete, very likely franchise-changing league impact player. Right. So, yeah, it was certainly interesting. And, I mean, maybe just COVID, because it's weird how it's in November and free agency is happening as we speak right now. So it's just kind of weird. I just think the lack of the tournament is also uh, yeah, causing that. Because, like, I'm sure a star would have emerged. Not emerged, but, like, someone would have climbed up the draft ranks based off their play in the tournament. Um, we, don't, yeah, we don't get to see who can shine under pressure without the tournament. We can't yeah. see who elevates their game. So it definitely hurts uh, drafters and also evaluators. We don't. We see some stuff, but the regular season isn't always the same as the tournament. And a lot of times, stars really are born in the tournament. 
yeah, like yeah, if Toppin dragged the Dayton team, team to like, like the Final Four, like the championship, even like I think he probably would have gone even. Like he like maybe wouldn't make attention for like the top pick. I don't know. Yeah, it was certainly interesting. Uh, one thing I have to move it away from your mouth. You just, just came in so, so hot, hot there. there. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, one thing I want to discuss before we get into the pick specifically is Jack. What happened to the Timberwolves from last year? Oh yeah, I don't know if anyone recalls, but uh, after the Timberwolves drafted Culver with the fourth pick, I said they're going playoffs. Um, they fell. They fell a little short. They ended up drafting first overall. Uh, but, but hey, hey I, got I got a new, a new team, team this year, so stay tuned. stay tuned. Jimmy Jimmy Butler was right about that entire team. Oh, <laughs> I knew it from the start, and everyone was doubting. Yeah, I was I, I was off the mark on that one, but um, I'm back for this year with the vengeance. I got a new team, and I'm really excited for. So I want to get into this. Yeah, let whoever me guess whoever, whoever he says is just guaranteed to get the next top pick next year. So yeah, I had to say that before we started this because that was just I remember that episode. It was with Sean Guida. Yeah, and it was right after the the NBA draft, obviously, and. I'm like, Jack, there's no way. They're not making the playoffs. Like, it's the Timberwolves. Like, you're getting really excited over Jared Culver and, like, whatever. He's a nice player, but I don't know. Like, come on. Like, it's in the West, too. There's no way they're making it. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, so we'll get in right right into it with the Timberwolves pick. They picked first overall. And they picked Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. He had a spectacular freshman season. He averaged 19.1 points per game. Uh, he was the SEC freshman of the year, I believe. And 5.2 boards, shot 40% from the field. And he's a very freakishly gifted athlete. Um, a lot of the analysts, though, were questioning his love for the game, which I didn't understand why. I heard that so many times. I don't know about you guys. They're like, does he love to play basketball? I, were you, I, were you, you heard that you heard on that draft coverage, draft like, during the, during the draft? I, re- I remember that, too. I remember I was with people who looked around like, what, what's that about? <laughs> I don't know. That was really odd. I do recall that. Um, There's a quote uh, he came out with, like, last week or saying something, and they were asking him about, like, his love for the game. And he was saying, like, yeah, yeah, I like it, but, like, I can't really watch it. I'm not, like – that into it so everyone was like oh my goodness he doesn't even like basketball <laughs> so everyone kind of ran away with it i will say the one room for concern with that though is if when your rookie is coming in saying you know if the nfl drafted me i'd go play football i don't know that's just a red he said i think i think he said that he said i think he said I think he said he was more of an NFL guy, but he was just gifted at basketball. So he was like, I'll play basketball. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, I, that, that, I don't like that. Not only that, it could have been a strategy. Who wants to go to Minnesota? Come on. He, he, he wanted to go to a different team. He wanted to go to a different team. That was it. It was strategy. And it didn't work. It's not the fact that he said that. It's the fact that no one is in his ear. Like telling him not to say that. Like you got to be more self-aware. Well, I didn't know all this. This is news to me. Um, but I the quote. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll get the direct quote there. But it was just so 
like I heard that so many times. Like, what? What, what is this? Like, yeah. did he do something? But they're like, does he love to play the game? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I hope he does. <laughs> He's the first overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, he has all the tools to succeed, but it just he could just you know self destruct or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. It was weird. Next week. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe he'll get drafted in the NFL. So this is according to uh, in an interview with ESPN's Alex Scarborough. He said, to be honest, quote, I can't watch basketball. And then um, he said, I'm still not really into it. I love basketball. Yeah, it's what I do. But he, then the guy, the guy says he doesn't sound convincing. That's the reporter. So he could just be like trying to read something into it. But then according to the report, he said, this is from the report. And then I'll tell you when it comes to a quote. He's not entirely convincing. He says if he were drafted by the NFL tomorrow, he'd let basketball go. And then, quote, because you can do anything on the field, he explains. You can spike the ball, but you can dance. You can do all type of disrespectful stuff. In the NBA, he says, quote, you can't do any of that. You'll get fined. That's so kind of a weird this guy's quote. <laughs> Certified bust, I guess. But... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and he's been getting knocked for his effort too. Is inconsistent his freshman year. Okay. I mean, so there are yeah. there are a lot more red flags that I may have initially realized with Edwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that make I mean, it really does make sense why. I mean, I feel like he was the favorite to go number one, but it really was kind of a mystery. I mean, it, it, I don't think it would have shocked anyone if it was either Wiseman or Lomelo at number one, right? Right. I feel like yeah. I had no idea who to expect out of those three. I got I, the I, top three correct. Right. Putting yeah. That out there. And I feel like because the the sports book odds can tell you a lot of who's gonna go number one, and they had Edwards. I think they had Edwards as the favorite. So as, as draft they got closer. But I, I still don't think it would have been no, like a very big surprise if they would, two Yeah, no, I you're right. You're right about that. Well, I don't see they wouldn't get Wiseman because they have Towns, but I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 I think they also said we'll just say this slot move on, but one of them drafted that they wanted Andrew Wiggins. Like as Andrew Wiggins is kind of like very talented, but maybe his love for basketball is kind of questioned as well. So yeah, so they don't want that situation, and maybe they have that on their hands now after reading those quotes, <laughs> diving a little bit deeper into them. Um, is there anything else to say, or else we can move on? We can move on. Yeah. If you want to talk about like maybe a little about his team fit. Oh, that's right. I oh, did want to bring that right. up. I yeah. Fits in with the wolves. Yeah. Um, the uh, I yeah, look at their depth chart, their depth and, chart and, and they seem really guard heavy. Really now they, they, they add they Edwards, Edwards to, to Russell, Russell and Jared Culver as a guard. They have Malik Beasley there. I mean, that's a good guard group, but there's a pretty significant like gap in talent at their like three four position, and then they have Towns. So I just feel like. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe Lamelo could, could have been a better fit at that, like, at a, a, that, three. like a, a three. But I don't know. I don't know. What, do I know? what do I know? What do you think? Anyone? He's he could be an interesting fit. He's he's like a freak athlete, which I don't think the Timberwolves like really have. I mean, Jared Culver has nice size and length. length yeah. And he's pretty athletic, but I think Edwards is a different animal in terms of athleticism and i don't think they have that like and a guy with 
tremendous upside because of his athleticism. So I feel like it makes sense for them to go for him. Even if they do have some guards, I think he brings a different element than what they already have. So I can understand them wanting to just to have someone with those abilities. I mean, he can, he drives, he's very strong, very fast. Um, yeah, by yeah, not, by not get a lot of, a lot of, I mean, he doesn't shoot he very, doesn't well. very well in college. He shot, shot just at 40%. Just at 40%. Um, with a team, with a team they have, like, they could, they should, it would work better if they had, like, someone who could spread the floor as a shooter, like, Lamella. I mean, Towns can shoot very trying to draft stars. Hope he pans out to be something. I mean, I don't think he's going to be one at all, but I think if you're the number one pick, you just take whoever you think is the best, regardless of the position. Yeah, and in the most cases. Unless you're a competing team like the Timberwolves who are going to make the playoffs next year. Timmy, you said all that, but all I heard was that he doesn't care. <laughs> After hearing all those quotes, I really didn't know it was that deep. I didn't know I didn't know what they were making a big deal out of. So maybe that's just for me not really looking into it. I, I, I think you got to like give the kid somewhat of a break. I mean, he's, what is he, 18 or 19 years old? He's 19. 19 years old, and he's going to be a top draft. Like, I mean, they're going to say something something you can't i mean knock him for something he said when he's still technically like would be a sophomore in college we'll see doesn't matter they're not making the playoffs it's the timberwolves jack's forever cursed them <laughs> yeah they're they, every every single player on the team is overrated Ooh, wow Ooh. that is a take right there um little hurt all right I'm a little hurt <laughs> So we'll move on to the Golden State Warriors. This is also very interesting, especially with everything that happened, especially the day of the draft of Clay tearing his Achilles. So that, that people were thinking, does that change their perspective on the pick now? So it, that was certainly an interesting situation to monitor. Uh, but the Golden State Warriors are the second pick. And they selected James Wiseman, center who played very briefly at Memphis, only played three games before serving a suspension and leaving the program to focus on the draft or preparing for that. Um, what do you guys think? Should the Warriors have traded the pick? I know Jack was saying that all offseason, but what do you guys think? I personally absolutely love James Wiseman on the Warriors. I think it's a fantastic pick. I think he's so good. And you put him next to guys who can shoot. Obviously, this season might not go as well as planned without Clay. Um, but I think the really only thing they're missing is a center. I mean, they got Draymond. You can play multiple positions. But I, ideally, he's not, he's not a center. And you don't really want him there. So that's great that they were able to get a big man. And with, with those shooters, that means he can take the paint because the defenders aren't going to be in the paint with him. They're going to be out on the wings, out on the three, because you got to watch for Stephen Clay. So it's a great place for him to develop his game and grow because he's going to get opportunities in the paint, as simple as that. And he's just a big physical guy with more muscle to put on. He can still grow more with in terms of muscle and mass. I just think he's... His potential is very high, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of James Wiseman. I agree with you. I like him a lot, too. I think he's good. Like, everything you said, I agree with. I just think they should have traded the pick because, like, he's not going to reach his ceiling. And 
his potential until Stephen Clay are too old. That's why I think they should trade that and got a more a well-established asset uh, to help them win this year and the next couple of years. Because, I mean, Steph, Steph's what, 33, 2? Clay's probably close to 30. Um, that's why I thought they'd trade it. But I do agree with you, Wiseman. I didn't I, – he's 7-1, I think, like 240. Yeah, that's 32, and Clay is 30. So Steph will turn 33 this year, and Clay will turn 31. But I mean, right, that's why I think they shared the pick. Um, but yeah, surrounding him with shooters and Stephen Clay, I guess in next season, not this season, because Clay will be out for the year. Uh, that team's gonna be good. Uh, I want to know what you guys think of what they're capable of this year without Clay. I mean, their starting lineup's gonna be probably Steph, uh, the other guards, Jordan Poole, Wiggins. And then Draymond and Wiseman, I assume. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. And outside of them, they're not very deep. So I'm, I'm just curious what you guys think. What What do you think they can go this year? Not good enough. You don't think they'll make the playoffs? If If everyone's healthy, they should. But the West is too stacked without Clay. You're... You really have shot at making even the conference finals. Who win more games, the Suns or the Warriors? That's tough. That is because with Chris Paul, I love Chris Paul. Same, he's Warriors. so good. Jack is taking the Warriors. I think Chris Paul is going to help uh, DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker so much. Both of them are going to have insane years tough. because of Chris Paul. So he's gonna kick them into shape. Yup. He, he he's somebody. He's like a Jim, Jimmy Butler type. You don't really. You're young. You kind of just do what he says. I don't think Steph has that presence. And just like LeBron, his skill set is he makes everyone around him better. So it's that's a tough question. Oof. Yeah, we'll put a poll up. Yeah. Honestly, that's a good one. But like, but like what are the other teams in the in the West? In the West. Thunder, so the Thunder and the Rockets, we have to assume they're going to drop. I mean, the Rockets right now still have Harden and Westbrook, so I wouldn't take them out. True. I just feel I just like they uh, – I, I don't know. How can, how can they not they trade them? I mean, if you're the, if you're the Rockets, you sit on that. Yeah, I don't want to give them up sit. or nothing. Yeah, I mean, you don't – you have all the leverage. I just feel like that would be very bad, very bad for the – Team, like the locker room, they've, they've, they've extra, expressed pretty strong interest in the They want out. Too bad. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? If they don't trade them, they got to play. They're not going to sit out. Yeah. And they win games sometimes. So, yeah. No, they made, I, mean, I, like I like them together. together. I like this rock season from last year. I believe in it more than most, but I don't know. I just feel like that's so awkward now. Kieran's right. They do have all the leverage. They, they do. They do. Ultimately, like players can say what they want, they can demand trades, they can do whatever, but they're not sitting out in basketball. They're not going to sit out. You're right. It's not Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. That's certainly interesting. Um, kind of went off on a tangent here, but let's get back to the draft. Um, anything else to say about Wiseman? Yeah, like, it was such a weird collegiate career with him. How he got suspended and then didn't play. 
and just left the program. So it was certainly interesting. And Memphis was actually a fun watch if you watched them last year, even without him. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're their top guy, Precious. Achua right. or something? Precious Achua, yeah. Um, they, they, they were a good watch. And Feisty. I, I like I, it. I watched them play. I think it was either Houston or Cincinnati was a big game late in the season. So that was definitely – they were good. And um, Penny Hardaway, so he's got the, the program kind of coming back. But, yes, the Wiseman sounds like Sibby's in love with him, and we'll see how he uh, does his rookie year. Yep. Uh, oh, okay. Moving on to the next team. Yeah, we're going to move on to the Charlotte Hornets. They selected uh, LaMelo Ball. Everyone knows about LaMelo. He was thrust into the spotlight at a very young age uh, in ninth grade. He played, obviously, at Chino Hills with his brother Lonzo. Then he played in Lithuania. This is out of order. JBA, the school in Ohio, NBL. He's been all over the place. So he's played on more teams than years in high school. And um, he's uh, now he's an NBA player. Feels kind of weird to say. He's grown a lot. Uh, he's six foot eight. Great passer. Some are saying that he might be better than Alonzo with his passing. Six foot eight. Is he is six 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 seven. No, he's up to eight. Wow. He looks so old now because we all picture him when he was like I don't know, like twenty fifteen. He was so young then, but he's really, really grown up to a fine young man. Um. Kieran shook his head. I think I don't think he's going to be bad. Um, I don't think he's going to be anything special. I, I I'm very wary of anything to do with the Ball family. Um, I mean, Lamelo is, I think, looks like a more natural athlete maybe than Lonzo. But I mean, I don't know. I just like who takes their kid out? He should have gone to college. He should have gone to college. I don't want to watch him play in the national bet. He's playing against people in Australia. I mean, what is he? I don't know. Rookie of the year in the NBL. Now he's buying the team. Actually, I think that fell through. I don't think he was allowed to buy the team. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll say it's my my opinion on him is kind of mixed in terms of he, he really is boomer bust. He, he, I think his potential really is sky high, but his his floor could be pretty low at the same time. I feel like you don't really know what you're going to get from him. You you could get a star. You could get a bust. You could say that about most prospects, but I think it's especially true for uh, LaMelo. Um, obviously, we've, we've seen his tendencies throughout the years of him just, like, scoring way too much, and, like, his team will still lose. Like, he, hopefully he's gotten better with, being able to pass to his teammates. I know we've seen some highlights of him passing and everything, but his decision-making definitely has to prove that he's a smart basketball player because that that's one thing people are questioning, and I would agree with that. Uh, his basketball IQ is good, but it's about the decision-making, which is very important when you're skilled and always have the ball in your hand. Um, his shot is questionable you know his form isn't the best so i'd like to dispute well. that you, you go like Mitchell. To... no i no, you can go i don't really have that much to say um, and also defense is a question yeah kieran you just said that right defense 
Yeah, I'm looking at his draft profile now just because I was interested in to see what they were saying about him. And, I mean, even his his top weakness is kind of concerning. This, I mean, this is NBA draft room, so maybe this guy doesn't know anything. But he says, ball is just an average athlete and lacks top-level explosiveness and speed. He doesn't elevate well, and his lack of strength and leaping ability makes it harder for him to score in traffic and score over length. It remains to be seen if he can put on enough weight. He is very skinny. So that's something as well. He's very creative uh, is what I'll give him. Yeah. Well, the Hornets are my team. Oh, I love Lamelo. I always have. And I was so excited for him and this Hornets team. Um, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, okay. This is, this is why the Hornets are going to make the playoffs. Okay, they're this winning the lottery. Is, see, th- hold on, Sibby. Wait a second. This is last year all over no, again. No, it's yeah. not. All no, it's over not. again. Lamelo is different. Lamelo is different. Lamelo is different. They're winning the lottery. Yeah, who do they have besides Let me tell you. Right, let, me tell you just, let me tell you who they have. Tell you, yeah. I forgot about that. Devontae right. Graham. Oh Here they, so, so, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, add Lamelo in there. They just signed Gordon Hayward for $30 million a year for the next four years. Okay, that's good. P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges. Intrigued yet? How about their bench? Cody's out. Um, Wayne Bacon, Malik Monk. I feel like those guys are the best players. Yeah, I'm getting with them. But Gordon Hayward is really bad. Yeah, Gordon, I don't know. I like Gordon Hayward a lot. Gordon Hayward... I feel like his season last year, at on paper, he shot well. He hasn't been the same since his leg injury. But he's getting back. He's getting better ever since it happened. I mean, yeah, but three years out, he shot 50% from the field last year, 38 from three, 17 points per game. And the Celtics had three other players average above 20. Yeah. You get the ball in his hands more. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree that with that. Was. And um, I understand everything you guys said about Lamelo, but uh, his form isn't great, but he does have a good shot. And I think he can be a playmaker. And I love the ball fan. He's definitely a playmaker. I'll give you that. Terry Rozier is solid. We know, we know Terry Rozier. And they have a bunch of guys who are good in college, as I just said, like Devontae Graham. You have to remember, Terry Rozier played well in, in a great system. How much do you want to bet they don't make the playoffs? They're not making the playoffs. This is ridiculous. I, Why are we? Uh. I, I I have nothing against Lamelo Ball. Like I, I don't wish him. I wish him the best, but he is not going to be the guy who puts the team over the top in his rookie year to get them into the playoffs. Oh, they're making the playoffs. What they? Uh, I'm looking at it now. They're definitely making the playoffs. They'd be fighting with like the Magic for like yeah. the eight seed or something. Yeah. Maybe the Wizards. I don't know. They're yeah. They're my. They're eight seed. Who who would you take, the Magic, or the Hornets? Hornets. No. They're not making the playoffs. How much are we betting? Twenty bucks. Okay, right now twenty bucks. You heard it here no, first. No, 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 ten bucks. That's a lot. Oh boy. We don't know. He's we don't not know. confident. Fine, ten dollars. We didn't make a bet last year. At least I don't believe so on the Timberwolves. That I would have had major. I would have cashed that bet in probably like two thirds of the way through the season when they were probably eliminated. So maybe one third. 
This is a big three. Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, and Terry Rozier. Did I even mention P.J. Washington? Yeah. Also, 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 hold on. Let me pull this back up. Uh, Their coach, James Borrego, uh, comes from the Popovich coaching tree. One championships in San Antonio. He knows what it is. He know he know, he knows what's up. Yes, so does Brett Brown. <laughs> yeah, Brett Brown. He comes from the Popovich tree. So. He was a bad egg. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that was ridiculous. I hope you guys, the listeners, enjoyed that. Um, yeah, we, we kind of went off the rails there, but I want to get a Lamelo jersey. They have great oh, colors too. I, their jerseys are pretty sick. Yeah. They are yeah. oh, fine. Okay, they have good jerseys. Awesome. <laughs> That's about it. Right. Okay. All right. right. Moving on. Breaking news. Celtics are signing Tristan Thompson. Oh, God. That's one of that hot mess. Wow. Okay. Don't love it, but it's okay. All right. We'll move on. Uh, We're going to talk about a few teams. Um, Who's our first team? So the teams we're going to be talking about are um, just a few other teams in the lottery. Uh, it would take a long time to get through all of them. So we're just, we just picked a few that we thought were intriguing. Uh, we're going to talk about the Bulls. We're going to talk about the Knicks, the Suns, and the Kings. Um, I guess we can start with the Bulls because they're kind of next in the order. Anyway, they picked fourth right after these top three teams. And at this point in the draft, I feel like there wasn't really a – I mean, we touched on how there wasn't a consensus number one pick. But after these three who were pretty widely projected to go in the top three, there wasn't really a guy who was next. Um, but even so, I don't think anyone really saw Patrick Williams going at number four. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he started zero he started games zero in college. college. <laughs> yeah, well, he can't, that's kind of how Florida State runs things. Um, yeah. No one, on that, no one that really, on that team is really like a, puts up a lot of points per game. I think Devin Vassal uh, was the number one scorer on the team. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, that's kind of how they they go they run things over there. And yeah, he didn't come off the bench, and um, he averaged nine points per game. Great defender, but yeah, again, very surprising. And I think people were expecting, I don't know, probably Toppin or somebody going that number four. But yeah, what, what did you guys think? What were your reactions? Um, I don't really know what to think about him that much. I'm just I just focus on the fit more. Um, I don't know. I just kind of the Bulls just seem kind of miserable to me. I don't feel like they're gonna get anywhere anytime soon. Like who they have? They have Kobe White, uh, Denzel Valentine, and Levine, Laurie Mark, Markin, and then like Wendell Carter. A bunch of guys I feel like good in college. Um, and then I don't know. Throw Patrick Williams in there. I feel like he kind of gets like lost in the fold. It's my opinion. 3 and D guy, but he wasn't even the best 3 and D guy on his own team. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, But uh, he is upside, but it's definitely questionable. I mean, hey, if you believe in your guy, go take him. I'm not, you know, it's it's on you. But I don't think anyone really expected that. Just He, he didn't have that much playing time. Apparently, his pre-draft process was – insane and impressed a lot of teams and apparently especially the bulls so his mother yeah. owns a flower shop there, there you go 
The, the, that was the uh, first the, thing we talked about when he was drafted. <laughs> the, those like little like thirty second segments they would do about each player. You know, I mean like his flower shop, and they would do something like they, they were so bad. Yeah, they were always like, "This guy's best friend died yeah. when he was 17. Yeah, oh, the NFL draft in particular did that. Like, as soon as someone got drafted, like, let's find any like connection he has. I think, I think really what they did. I think I've heard like hasn't seen his father in like 12 years. <laughs> yeah, but Patrick Williams was very positive with his mom's flower shop, and it showed him like lugging the flowers around to different places. He's like, I know all these places. And he's like, yeah, my new teammates, if you ever need some flowers, you know where to get them. So, Oh, I like Patrick Williams now. He's so nice. He's a sweetheart. Um, anything else to say um, other than other than what we've said? Um, yeah, like, like, like Sibby said, I'm a big proponent of you have, to do, you have to get your guy, especially at a point where there's not really a, a large consensus. And even if there's a consensus, there's something to be said for being bold and getting your guy because nothing is guaranteed really especially with these things i mean it would have been dumb if a team like the pelicans didn't get zion or something like that because that's a pick you have to make but i don't know unless you know I mean? unless you're the eagles don't get your yeah, guy yeah that their guys are, well. are saying a white side yeah <laughs> over dk metcalf yeah <laughs> um what's our next, what's team? next team the knicks the knicks yeah i'm sure everyone has a lot to say about them so let's go with the knicks Obviously, they take Obi Toppin out of Dayton with the eighth overall pick. And um, he's very emotional. He could barely get through his interview. He was crying, yeah. overcome with emotions. Because, um, I mean, this is a guy that wasn't really even – he kind of shot up the, the draft boards this season overall because, obviously, he had a fantastic season this year. And going into college, I mean, he – you know – it was questionable whether he was going to make it to the next level or whatnot. So yeah. understandable why he was very emotional. And he won the Wooden Award. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure, like we touched on earlier, you know, this is someone that maybe could have gone even higher if there wasn't an NCAA tournament. Right. I'm sure Dayton would have put on a show there. Um, but, yeah, what do you guys think? And uh, do the Knicks finally have a superstar in the building? I'm gonna say no, just because that's what the Nick. I feel like that's what the 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 mojo the Knicks bring. But um, I like the pick, um, even though I mean immediately the next day, even that night, I think Stephen A. wasn't happy with it because he, he's never happy with anything they do. That's also true. He said they wanted a guard, um, but I think. What you just said, if you go after your guy, if you like him, I assume they just – he was their guy. I mean, I feel like he kind of fell a little bit. Um, he should have been taken yeah, earlier. Yeah. I, I, I don't think – I don't know if he's going to be a superstar. I don't know if anybody from this draft is going to be a superstar. Um, but I think he might have had one of the best profiles in the draft. I don't know why he didn't go. Right. I agree. Yeah. And I – like, maybe they do need a guard. But I think you got to go best player available. He's probably he's similar size to RJ Barrett and Kevin Knox. Um, I don't know. I think they can make it work. A talent, can, a talent can make it work. Um, I they've signed Alfred Payton. That's that. That's it, right? Alfred Payton. It's like Payton. That's what I said. You heard Payton. Payton. Like with a, I think you said it with an L. Talking about no. Yeah. Alfred Payton. Why is it right. such a hard name for you to say? I don't I understand. Don't Alfred, Alfred Payton. Payton. 
Alfred Payton. Okay, Jack, stop talking. Sydney, what do you have to say uh, about Obi Toppin? Wait, I was almost there. Hold on. Uh, Alfred Payton, they resigned him today. Uh, but I kind of have this vision in my head. What if uh, Russ or Harden or John Wall all requested trades? They're not going there. They could get traded for the Knicks. I would love for Russ to get traded next. I want an excuse to root for the Knicks so bad. Yeah, but he's not, Russell Westbrook's not a uh, he's not a winner. There right, Sippy, vo- voice of reason, work. voice of reason, Sippy, please speak. The right Knicks are a miserable franchise. Let's it's just true. get out that. Let's just get that out there. Why well, I want to root for them? Russ, go to the Knicks. You don't have a say, but get traded to the Knicks. Obi Toppin, he he was a fantastic college basketball player, as as we all know. And I think he's very skilled, but that makes me question his upside. He's already 22. Most of his peers, 18, 19, 20 max. He's 22. So my big question is, how high is this guy's ceiling? I think he's extremely skilled. And I think he, he can help them right away. But does that really help out the Knicks? Like, what, what, what do they want, like, right now? Like, I mean, he, he's going to bring entertainment and excitement, which is something the Knicks never have. I mean, I think you've got to bring him in. I mean, I think I, I agree that he may not usually people who win the Wooden Award not turn out to be NBA superstars, but he's going to be a guy who's been in the league for 10, 15 years because he's 22. He's sure. Not going to that he's stupid. Yeah. Um, prove me wrong. But, but, I, th- I think you take him. I think that's part of the – I mean, I'm very against – I'm really annoyed with the one and done program. Like, I don't want to get rid of it. I want players to be 20, 21 years old when they go into the NBA. But I, I think you – I don't know. I think that's a, not a reason not to take him. He's 6'9". He has great size. Um, he's a good player, but like I said, some of the other guys just – offer more upside in my opinion and if you're the Knicks you need upside I mean I'm not going to yeah. knock them for the pick I still think it's a good pick but with what Stephen A said I, I can't totally disagree um there's just one other guy that maybe they should have taken uh instead of him but other than that I would have probably just taken one other guy instead of Toppin but uh that's about it all right. I like the pick. I think Toppin's really good. And um, yeah, I think uh, I think they made the right decision. And I watched a lot of him in, in college as well. And I think it's going to turn out well. And, you know, it's when you're a miserable franchise, like the Knicks are, a lot of a handful of them are, I feel like it's so hard to climb out of that hole sometimes. Like, I don't know if, if you were the GM of the Knicks, like, well, I feel like you have so many problems. Like, what do you even do? How do you even attack that? I feel like there's a lot of – you got to get lucky on a lot of picks and a lot of trades, and a lot of things have to go your way. But if you're a bad team, it's uh, it's really tough going sometimes. You just got to tank. First step is getting rid of your owner, which, whew, good luck. That's what they need to do, yeah. <laughs> I watched Obi play in person when he came to Pittsburgh. It's pretty cool. Yeah. He had uh, the top four field goal percentage in NCAA history. Really? I mean, that's not hard to do when all of your shots are dunks, but um, <laughs> it was like Bill Walton, Zion Williamson, and someone else I don't remember. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next, we will go with the uh, Kings. 
Uh, that's who you want to talk about to be correct. Yep, the Kings. Their pick, uh, they took Tyrese Halliburton. This was the player that I think the Knicks should have taken. Uh, he's a point guard. He's very his his skill set complements Darren Fox so well that this was the perfect pick for the Kings. It it's kind of hard to believe that it's very hard to believe that he lasted to twelve. And I know the Kings. They're so grateful that they're able to get him here, and it, he should have been drafted earlier. I, I can't believe they got him. Um, he's he's a true point guard. He can he can pass. He can play make. Like he's gonna help Darren Fox so much, and he just got the max. And I think a big reason part of giving the max is they realize what this backcourt is gonna be able to do. Um, I think he's got great upside. Uh, he's six five. He's got great regard. True. Um, he was definitely the best player on the board at the time, without a doubt. And I still think he's better than some of the people drafted before him. Um, his uh, he's he's a good passer. Like I, I don't know. I just really like Tyrese, and I think the Knicks should have gotten him. And the fit is even better. I'm excited about the Kings. Do I think they're a playoff team? No. The, no, I'm not gonna say that. But They're no Hornets. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. But either way, I love the fit. That's mainly what it's about. The fit between the their two stars, and um, yeah, I think it was a good pick, and I think the Knicks are gonna miss out on him. They're gonna be missing him. Shot 50% from the field as a guard last year. That's very impressive, in my opinion. Just looking at stats right now. I just pulled him up. He dodged a bullet by not going to New York. That's true. I'd rather play for Sacramento. <laughs> and apparently uh, Twitter went uh, crazy over his girlfriend. Oh, good go. for him. There you go. I didn't see any of that, but uh, yeah, I... I think that's really good. I, I always, I think the Kings are a very fun team. Um, Darren Fox, big fan of his college, and really lived up to that in the NBA. And Buddy Heald, big fan of his in college as well. Um, but yeah, this is certainly an interesting pick, and I feel like solidifying the backcourt is a big step in the franchise. That's why I think some of the draft analysts were saying as well, like with the Wiseman pick, you know, like. I don't know. I'm sure everyone here has a different opinion on this, but like our big men, like how impactful can they really be? So right, that's not the way. That's not the way the way is going. Yeah, but I do like a lot. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, Elusivi, along with other draft analysts, definitely believe that the Halliburton slipped, and I think. I don't remember who it was, but they said they said that they even like the Bulls should have gotten him. So people were saying as high as number four that he should have gone, and twelve is yeah, it's certainly almost making out of the lottery pick. So that's that's something wild. Um, all right. If there's anything, nothing else to say on that, we will move on to the last team we're going to talk about, which is the Phoenix Suns, and they picked Jalen Smith. Kieran and I, a while ago, we were on, we did like a college basketball episode pretty much right before things shut down. Yeah, that's it was like in February or something, or something like that. We raved about Jalen Smith. We loved him. He, um, yeah, he's fantastic, very dynamic, but a lot of people didn't like this pick. 
because uh, they already have DeAndre Ayton, who they picked two years ago, first overall. And he's had a great start to his NBA career. People were saying, like, how, how valuable is that, like, depth big man pick? So we really liked him in college, but a lot of people didn't like this pick at all. I don't know if Sibby has a different opinion, but uh, what, what do you, you and Jack think? I like it. I like it. Um, he's uh, the guy with the goggles, the right? The goggles, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I remember watching him in the the last March Madness we had um, in 2019. Um, yeah, he's a solid player. I, I like him, and I don't think I don't want to. I don't. I wouldn't knock the Suns for getting a big man after getting Aiton. Uh, we. I think we mentioned it. I mean, everyone knows they just just got Chris Paul. Um, They got other guards with Devin Booker. Um, They got a lot of talent at the guard position. And I think adding depth at at their bigs, like he can play, he's not a center. He played center in college maybe, but I mean, he could be turned to like a forward. Was he a center at Maryland? He probably played center. But he can transform into a, I don't know, a four maybe. But well, just adding depth to DeAndre Ayton, that's, that's can do go a long way. I don't know. A lot of people are questioning that that move. I I feel like it could work the Twin Towers, but um, last time I saw a team try to do that was the Sixers drafted Jelly Loco for and had Nerlens Noel. Kieran has PTSD from that. Sibby, uh, what do you think? Um. I was definitely surprised by the Jalen Smith pick. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of. I want to see how old he is. And hold on, he was um, a sophomore, right? Because yeah, he's probably like twenty. Okay, he's twenty. He's twenty. Oh, 20. Um, so he's six ten. Um, I can't say I. I'm definitely surprised by the pick. Like. Um, who else could they have gotten? I That's mean, the thing. Like, who else? Like, I, I really do think they're pretty guard heavy. Like, if they draft a guard, how much usage is he going to get with Chris Paul and Devin Booker? You know, like, the pick before him, uh, was the Wizards, and they took that guy from Israel, who I, I think he would have been a great pick for the Suns, but I mean, he wasn't available, so I would have really liked that pick, but it wasn't possible. So honestly. Um, like I wanted a small forward if I were the Suns. You know they lost Kelly Oubre, and oh, I love me some Kelly Oubre. So what about Cam Johnson? My new friend. My new friend. He's fine, but I mean, how how high really is his upside at the end of the day? Like He's a good shooter. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Kevin Durant. <laughs> but I guess for Jalen Smith, I mean, it really depends how they utilize him at the end of the day. He he, he can shoot, right? He can shoot pretty well. Uh, yeah, for, for a guy his size, he can knock down some deeper range shots that you wouldn't think that he would be able to. So, I mean, it depends how, like, if they want to put him and Aiden in the same lineup, they'll have to figure it out because that kind of lineup, it, I mean, it can work, but we really haven't seen it lately. So if you want to make him the backup, like, sure, that's probably a great pick. But it really depends how you use him. And I'm 
I'm a little torn on this pick. You know, I'm not going to say I don't like it, but I'm also going to not say that I love it. Just, I don't know who else they could have taken also. So it's, it's really tough, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I like Jalen Smith probably a little bit more than I guess the consensus, but yeah, a lot, he was projected to not go in the lottery. So people were, I guess, were a little surprised when he was selected there. Um, Brad Wanamaker signed with the Warriors. If anyone cares. Yeah. Good for Brad. Good for the Warriors. <laughs> like they could have taken Tyrese Halliburton, but I mean, they got Chris Paul. So, like, it doesn't really matter for them. So, right. All right. Uh, so, we will close out the show talking about the Philadelphia 76ers and a couple of trades that they made and a couple moves uh, on draft day or just before. I, th- I think so. I think the Danny Green one was right before the drafts happened. So, if I'm not mistaken, but we'll talk about that to close out the show. Uh, the Sixers made some moves for some shooters. They got Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson for Al Horford, a second round pick and a future first round pick. And also on on draft day, on draft night during the draft, Seth Curry for Josh Richardson and the 36th, 36th pick, excuse me. Um, so I'm sure... You know, we have some opinions here with two Sixers fans, and I'm sure a lot of the, the listeners will want to hear about it as well. So what do you guys think? Uh, was it too much? Was it the good moves, moves they had to make? What are What is your reactions here a couple of days later? Thank God Al Horford is no longer in a Sixers uniform. I, 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 I'll get, I'll say this in his defense. He may have been misused by Brett Brown a little bit, but that man was playing so bad to be being paid so much. Um, I would have traded him for almost next to nothing. Only problem was his contract. So he wanted to get something in return for it. And I think they did. I think they got two great shooters in return and Danny Green and Seth Curry. So I, I love the trades to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like Horford, but he he did not fit on the Sixers, and Brad Brown clearly had no idea how to use him. He kept putting him in the four. The open stretch, you put him at the five, and you do a little more things that like a four can do, but he still plays the five at the end of the day. Um, I don't like him playing the four. He's he's not a four. And Brett Brown just kept trying to force I, it. I think I think Brett Brown honestly got a bad. I think it was time for him to go, and it was time for a change. But I I really have had a problem with um, the players this year. It just made no sense, and I don't know how he was supposed to make that work. I mean, you have Ben Simmons who can't shoot. You have Joel Embiid who's probably the best big man in the league, and then you have Al Horford, and then you have Josh Richardson who's streaky. I don't know how you're supposed to make that work. And I just think that they need to blow it up without getting rid of Tobias, um, too. Yeah, and Tobias, yeah. That's another problem. I mean, for me, I've I've personally wanted Brett Brown gone for years now. Uh, it, it wasn't just this year. This year was just more of, yep, okay, I'm confident. I'm still confident that I won't gone. Um, I'm, I'm not going to blame him for our year, but, like, I, I knew he wasn't the guy after we lost that series, the first series against the Celtics four one. I was like, 
Brett Brown lost three games that series. You're done. And then he stayed for like two or three, three years more or something like that. I don't know. But uh, wasn't, wasn't he the one? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he the one who said we don't need Jimmy Butler? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. Kieran, Kieran, I was gonna make a Jimmy Butler joke, but you ruined it. I was gonna come in a surprise. You want to hear it anyway? Yeah. I was gonna say, you know what? The Sixers with all these players, they're probably lacking some like leadership. A guy who's like really that alpha dog mentality. I'm gonna say, you know who they benefit from? Jimmy Butler. But he ruined it. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Sorry, I had to had to get that in there. I, I can't believe they didn't resign him. Brett Brown said, "Hey, he's too much of a headache for me. I don't want to handle him." Brett Brown, you don't even need a coach. I would just have Jimmy Butler yell at everybody yeah. doing drills. <laughs> but he'd scare back- Ben Simmons into shooting. <laughs> but going back to the trade, um, good trade for the Sixers. Great Definitely. trade for the Thunder. Um. They're stockpiling picks, and I love it. Um, not guaranteed, but you got to give yourself a chance with different opportunities. And Danny Green, we'll we'll see how good he is. A- am I? I mean, he's supposed to be a shooter, but he he really did struggle last year. Um, he still brings in defense, which is always nice. And um, Terrence Ferguson, very good defender. Uh, he was getting his shot a little bit. Last year, he wasn't a great shooter, but he, he was a decent shooter. So, like, he's getting better with it. I'm, I'm hoping he can improve. He's, he's still a good young player, so he's got room to improve. And, obviously, Seth Curry is a fantastic shooter, and he's going to be our J.J. Redick. He's going to save us right there. I <laughs> love Seth Curry. So excited for him. Yeah, no, it's it's good for both sides as well. I mean, you mentioned the Thunder, how they have, I think it was like 17 picks in the next, 17 first round picks or something like that in the next uh, five, five drafts or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, all of them can't be busted. <laughs> some of them in there. And so it's it's good for both sides. And Sixers obviously were lacking some shooters and, you know, they addressed that. That's what you got to do. You got to address your needs. Daryl Morty. Daryl Morey loves to make moves, and I love it. Right. Very active. Jack, do you have anything to say before we close it out here? No, just look at everyone says Sixers got exactly what they needed in a shooter. That's what I critiqued them for a while. Everyone critiqued them they need a shooter. Everyone said, oh, also, shooter. Right. We got to add more. Green. Tyrese Max. Come off the bench. Good help. But. Yeah, we didn't Max. talk about Tyrese, Ma- Tyrese Max. True. <laughs> he cool. He cool. I'll say I like him. Um, his three-point percentage may not show that, that he's a great shooter, but his free throw percentage shows that uh, he does have the fundamentals of a shooter, and it's really about taking the time to just taking open threes and not maybe not so many difficult shots and, and more – in the pace of the game and stuff like that. I, yeah. I think he's still got like a, a decent like shooter stroke, but maybe his threes weren't at the best time. And the defense might've been a little rough on him. Cause he was, you know, one of Kentucky's better players. So I like his skill set, and the Sixers really have no backup point guard at all. Um, True. So him being like our six or seven man being behind Ben, 
I think that's going to come really in handy. So it was a good pick. Um, would I have liked a sniper? Um, sure. I really do like Desmond Bain. He's an excellent shooter, but it might have been a little bit of a reach, but I did like Desmond Bain, I'll say. But Tyreek's Maxey, backup point guard, I like it. Yeah, Mac- Maxey, uh, some games at Kentucky, he just took it over. I think. I mean, I don't have his game log in front of me or anything, but I remember him going for like maybe 25, 30 points in some games. So he definitely has that ability to, to take over a game and, and score in bunches. So. Yeah, that's that's certainly an interesting pick as well. And what what sorry, what pick did they get him at? I don't remember. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, I mean at that point, I think that's a that's a good yeah. spot for him. And he's amazing at floaters. Amazing. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys for hopping on. That was our NBA draft uh, episode. And you know the season starts in one month. That's so weird. From tomorrow. From yeah. I believe. NBA Christmas. It's gonna happen. They just they, they just, decide they opening decide. that yet? Twenty second. Twenty second. Well, it, it, when's it, does anyone know the schedule's got to come out soon, right? Is it is it out yet? They're releasing it in two parts. They're releasing like part one, and then they're gonna wait because you know there's gonna be like a bunch of cancellations and games they have to move around with COVID because like I mean a couple of players are probably gonna test positive, so they'll have to switch it around and figure out part two later. Exactly. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, fingers crossed that the season goes as planned. Um, baseball and football seem to be forging along. So, I mean, you know, baseball was forging along what happened, but football is going right along as well. And just finger crossed for a non-bubble NBA season. Um, all right. Uh, so that'll conclude our episode. Uh, Jack and I know when and Jack and I said in last episode about our charity. We are getting that together for our donations for the holiday season. So right. more details to come, and we apologize it hasn't been up uh, yet. We said it last time we recorded, so we'll get it up within the next couple of days. And um, stay tuned for some contests and other fun ways to raise money. And, um, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, everyone. Have a good week, and we'll catch you next time. See you.